1: Brian Caram.
0: Hi, and welcome back to Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Caram, and with us today is Congressman from California, former uh, briefly was a, a candidate for president, uh, Eric Spawell. And Eric, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. I'm glad you're here. Uh, we're going to talk with him about, a little bit about the, the upcoming inauguration and the moves that will be made between in the next 60 days between now and then stick around we'll be right back hi and we're back with congressman swalwell and eric i guess i'll start out with just asking you the question uh, do you foresee any problems for the next
1: 60 days prior to the uh, inauguration? This guy is going to take a wrecking ball to our country, our democracy, our, our rule of law, but uh, it's not irreparable. Had he won, uh, I'd be really, really worried. He lost. He got his ass kicked. It's <laughs> over. Foreign leaders know he lost. 80% of the American public knows that he lost. CEOs know that he lost it's over. And so I'm not going to fret and freak out and engage with him every day that, you know, he just wants to, you know, pout and tweet. And and by the way, Brian, the courts have said that he lost. So he's going to be gone in 61 days. Uh, He's going to do damage on the way out. Uh, You know, we're going to try and, uh, you know, mitigate that damage as much as we can. But I'll remind you, he doesn't care about Congress. He doesn't respond to congressional subpoenas and the courts don't move at the clip of his corruption. So he's going to be able to get a few more licks in, Uh, but it's over. In 61 days, he's going to tweet something and no one's going to give a shit because he's not going to be president. He's going to be gone. It's over. Yeah, I'm not going to follow. I mean, the only reason why I ever follow him or cover those tweets
0: is because he said at the very beginning of his administration, those were going to be administration. Those are policy tweets. So you have to cover them, uh, despite how uh, angry or, or misguided or racist or misogynistic or just damn stupid they are, you've had to cover them. I like the part where you said he got his butt kicked. You know, when he won by the very same number of electoral votes in 2016, he said it was a landslide. Today, he's calling it a hoax. So uh, have, have you spoken with members of uh, the Republican Party that have said, hey, look, we're, we're moving on past Trump?
1: Yes. Yeah, you know, privately uh, they are acknowledging it, and they want to work together. And I've got legislation on a number of different issues, uh, and we're going to fire that back up. And I, you know, I, I know that they need him out of here uh, so that they can, you know, start to go back to those relationships. That's that's fine. I, I think it's just a sad state of affairs that uh, you know anyone would give any credence to this guy. But you know, honestly, again, Brian, I, I get the the tweets and the texts and the calls uh, that I'm getting. Uh, from constituents and and people across the country saying you know why aren't you in the streets why aren't you hauling him to congress why don't you impeach him again i've gone through all of those emotions but at the end of the day you know why make a small insignificant man bigger and more significant exactly as my mom used to say why
0: make mountains out of molehills yeah yeah. The, well, I I assume the concern I mean, I've heard, you know, the calls for the 25th Amendment, uh, impeach him again kick him out. Look, he's gone in 61 days. I'll be happy that he's gone in 61 days. It will be nice to cover a president who um, you know, uh, is an adult but <laughs> but the, the concern among constituents is that he'll, he'll irrepar- irreparably destroy the United States and try to pull a coup. I don't see it myself. I mean, I see him conning people. But at the end of the day, I don't
1: see the coup happening. You? Well, he's not smart. Enough. He couldn't spell coup. Cue um, <laughs> <the> you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you hit a pool ball with, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you'd understand that.
1: <laughs> you'd understand that. Um, so I i really think that the, the people who really ought to think hard and, and long about what they want to see happen next are the members of his cabinet, the Vice President of the United States, you know senior advisors, and then Republican senators. Um, because those are the ones uh, if they walk away from the sky and, and they speak up, um, you know that that will limit the damage that he can do. But again, we're we're trying to bring in in Congress the GSA administrator. She's the one who miss Murphy. she right. has the key the transition team. She hasn't done that yet going to affect COVID. It's affecting national security. But I I don't want to, you know, give a spoiler alert for everyone. She's not going to come in. They just don't come in. Donald Trump does not allow anyone of any note who's subpoenaed uh, to come in. Uh, We saw this during, you know, impeachment. And so we'll we'll try and get her in. But this is really laid at the feet of Republican senators and his cabinet members. And and it's just a matter of, do they want to let this man take a wrecking ball to our country uh, in the final days? Or do they want to finally do something honorable uh, to get this country uh, back in the right direction? And what do you think will happen? honorable or wrecking ball? You know, public pressure uh, is everything. and and your viewers are not powerless. and if, if they're you know willing to be loud and you know remind these senators and, and cabinet members of their duty, you know it, it can make a difference. You know and slowly we're chipping away at Republican senators who are speaking up. Uh, but right now it's still not enough. Uh, And and you saw Mr. Krebs, uh, the cybersecurity leader at the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, He went out the way that uh, is most honorable, right? With his head held high uh, and his dignity uh, intact. That's exactly right. So that's the way to go out. uh, But we haven't seen enough people go out that way. Well, what do you, I mean, at some point in time,
0: well, let me pose it this way. If you don't get the GSA to turn over the funds for uh, transition, that's not going to hinder transition. It's a roadblock to try I mean, the, the election is done. They're going to have to transit out. Um, but do you think that she'll a turn over eventually turn over those funds, or b are you going to have to uh, do it go around her?
1: Yeah, you know, we're, we're trying every way, uh, including you know through to just you know through legal uh, means to potentially sue, but the Vice President has 47 years of experience uh, in government. Senator Harris sits on the Intelligence Committee uh, and is able to receive uh, briefings. That doesn't make it right what they're doing, uh, but uh, I know that they- It's childish. Yeah, but I do know that, you know, the Vice President, uh, President President-elect Biden uh, is going to be prepared, uh, but it it is a disservice to what he needs as it relates to COVID and distributing a vaccine and as it relates to national security and keeping us safe. Those are the two realms where we're most uh, impacted by this. But again, they're they're not gonna give any oxygen to this and they shouldn't uh, because the president, he's just throwing a tantrum. I've got a three year old, a two year old. I see this on the nightly. If you just Amen. put them in a room, let them cry it out. Nine times out of 10, uh, they cry it out and it's over. And I, I just don't think going into that room uh, with this little screaming toddler and uh, engaging with him is going to do any of us uh, any good.
0: Well, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. That's, you know, as, as an older parent, you know, I recognized that guy when, when he came into office and I've been kind of treating him like that for four years because he's just not, he's not capable of an adult like conversation or any kind of a, but beyond that, you had privately members of the GOP come to you and say hey you know we're you know congratulations biden has won but how do they square that with what they're doing publicly i mean are, do you think that they'll move publicly to do the right thing or are you just going to be uh, it's like you know my dad had us saying pissing you know don't piss in my ear and tell me it's raining
1: you know that's yeah you know brian honestly it's just the fear of the trump voter and they're they're afraid that if he leaves and he starts his own network well now he's gonna be on the air going after them and, it, and again, what's so frustrating to me is you remember a of congress i hope this is not the only job you can get Like okay? i hope that if you did the right thing and god forbid you lost your job maybe you could get another job but this isn't the only one and that you would have to sacrifice all your values because you need to keep this job. Like, I, I really hope we're all in a position where we have other offers out there or other places we could go. Um, but sometimes they act as if this is the only place where you could go. And, and for me, the second I've got, I've got to make that decision, you know, it's, it's time to go. If I, if I feel like I can't uh, stay in this job and do the right thing, then this is the wrong job uh, for me. And that's, that's the honest conversation these guys need to have uh, with themselves have you had any of those kind of type of conversations with him? Oh yes. Uh, I have had some heated, uh, conversations, but I've also had, you know, I've got buddies on the other side, uh, who I uh, lead initiatives uh, with and we're able to talk frankly. And, you know, what I hear more than anything though, is, you know, look, my district is Donald Trump won it by 20, 25%, et cetera. And so that they're just telling me if I speak out against him, then, you know, I'm going to, you know, get a real, uh, wrath from my voters that seems dis. well i
0: understand that but to me it still seems a little disingenuous it's almost like they're too lazy to go out and 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 do the right thing they'll just let you know i keep hearing and i i too you know i have friends on on you know both sides of the aisle but when i talk to members of the gop and they tell me that i'm going well don't you think that you would encourage other voters by standing up and doing the right thing Why? To me, it just seems like laziness, but uh, and fear, I guess, is part of it. But it just seems like I always hear, "Let the let let it play itself out," and I don't understand why we're placating a child. I I I I look at these people and I go, "I would hate." What kind of parent are
1: you? (laughs) I mean, Brian, going back to you know, why isn't Congress doing more? Why why couldn't we do more to stop him? And again, I, I don't want your listeners to, to take away. I don't want their takeaway to be that I've, I've just thrown up my hands and said, Congress is, is powerless. I'm telling you, controlling the house on the democratic side, we have maxed out to the roof, what we are able to do to hold this guy accountable. I mean, hell, we we impeached him yeah. But unless we have Republicans in the Senate where they control that chamber, that's where we we hit our, you know, our limits. And so if they wanted to join us, um, boy, we, we could do a lot right now to, you know, expedite oh, this guy's exit. But if they don't want to join us, then we're just limited. And, and that's why I say, if that's the choice that they're not going to join us, then I don't think engaging in this circus act with him, this show, the stunt, I don't think the public would be served uh, by that. Uh, because as I said, every major institution, public, courts, CEOs, foreign leaders, everything that you need to kind of legitimize a democracy has said that Joe Biden's gonna be the next president. So Sidney Powell and Giuliani and uh, Trump, they can live in their own you know, reality, but that's not where the rest of us are. Well, yeah. I. I-
0: Giuliani is living in his own private Idaho I, I don't know what the hell is wrong with like, like, Sydney Powell the same I, I I just I don't want any Kool-Aid they've ever drank and uh, I want to get uh, Rudy Giuliani a, a better you know he, he needs a better colorist he's <laughs> <laughs> I was watching him melt down yesterday and I was like, really? This, this, no one this, else
1: was sweating. That's what was really. I, 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 <laughs> I,
0: I mean, it, it, he was so sweat like I, I, I was worried about his health. <laughs>
1: no, no one else was. That's, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, all right. So you don't believe that a coup attempt is is, is going to take place.
1: And that's good. Oh, again, again I, I, I don't think I don't think he's smart enough to pull off a coup. I just, we're, we are saved. We, we should be scared by his corruption, but we're spared uh, by his utter incompetence. And now, I'm glad you brought you know, that where up. Powerful, where, where he's more powerful is when he has, you know, people who can enable him uh, like Bill Barr uh, and others. That's where you will see me change my posture if, if I start to see, you know, Bill Barr... Uh, as the the one filing the lawsuits and using the power of the U.S. government, but Donald Trump is not capable himself of doing that because he doesn't understand how government works. Right, he's great he, at he running for office, the and the he's horrible at government, government. He thinks the three branches of government are in a tree in the backyard of the White House, so he, he doesn't he doesn't get it. He's...
0: Right. <laughs> well, he. The, he... There, there's an old saying, you know, uh, about the um, relatives of mine in Kentucky. who said, you know, your, your family tree doesn't fork. His idea, <laughs> his idea of the branches of government don't fork; they're wow. all under him. <laughs> but that aside, one thing that you brought up about his incompetence—that's our saving grace in this regard. But what happens if we have a competent fascist?
1: that's, that's where that, and, and that's where we have a responsibility in the new Congress to make sure this never happens again and I hope Republicans with Donald Trump out of office don't see efforts to legislate in this area as uh, punitive toward Trump because he will have been gone right and so it, it actually would be you know punitive toward Biden if if you were you know looking at limiting the executives uh, power and, and so what we have to do is look at well that's everything. a way to sell it <laughs> right, right. Look at everything Donald Trump has done and exposed and, and put in place, you know, restrictions on uh, on that so it never happens again. And yeah, sure. I don't think Biden's going to be corrupt. So I'm not worried about, you know, how this would right. limit uh, Biden. But I, I hope Republicans see this as an opportunity to, you know, make sure no executive ever abuses or tries to, tries to abuse the office the way that Donald Trump has. Again, and Adam Schiff has that legislation. It's called the Protect Our Democracy Act, and it's just a range of different uh, pieces of legislation, from congressional subpoenas uh, to uh, the uh, m- the emoluments uh, clause uh, to not being able to to presidential pardons, uh, et cetera. So ev- everything is abused, uh, putting in place reforms so it doesn't happen again. And, and the Hatch Act. <laughs> the, yeah, no, that that's absolutely in there. Yes.
0: I, I before we go to break, two things. <laughs> um, I have to watch the press secretary of the United States president ta- go on Fox news. And when asked a question, she's, she's, she's out there for the campaign. And when they say uh, a question, she goes, uh, well, best to refer to the white house on that. Well, she works for the goddamn white house. <laughs> I have watched the, pre- uh, uh, you know, I started covering presidents with Reagan and I've never seen it's actually sad to me to see what has happened to the communications department of the white house and to me it's an anathema to democracy how do you fix i mean how do you fix that how do you fix propaganda minister instead of white house press secretary she works for us not for the campaign that's a,
1: she, broke, she broke her first promise, right? Her yeah. Well, she broke that.
0: She said, yeah. First thing we asked her, and she said, I'll never lie to you. And th- that was a lie. <laughs> so she, she got off on her right foot there, worked for Trump. I'm going to lie and keep lying. And holding up rings of paper that, that mean nothing. Um, yeah. What surprised me about all this, and you tell me if it has you, is how gullible some people are. I was shocked.
1: To yeah, believe it. I, I think um, I, again, I don't pretend to tell you how to do your job, but <laughs> right, it's, it's not you, it's them, right? So when a new president comes into office, I don't think the lesson you should learn is that you should, you know, adjust and and treat that president um, any differently. Like I, you, I, I think you should hold, uh, you know, President Biden or whoever's the next president after that. Well, it's going and- to be Biden. The fire, uh, you know, expect. Yeah. Transparency, and I think you're going to find um, that you're, you're going to go. You'll go back to you know what you've seen in the past with Republican and Democratic presidents, as far as respect for your role. Look, it's an adversarial role, right? There's supposed to be it's tensions. built that way. It's That's, supposed to be that way. Yes, That's, your job is that is to ask the tough questions. Our job is you know to answer, uh, defend our policies, and answer yeah. the questions, and, and and be honest. And and I, I think we're going to go back to that. As I said, in 61 days. Um, I can't tell you how irrelevant uh, this guy and everyone who works for him uh, is going to be. And I don't even think we appreciate right now how irrelevant he's going. Oh, I do. I appreciate it. Right.
0: I, I, I give less, I give zero fucks for anything that they're doing right now. And I've been in, I don't give a shit attitude for a while with these guys because they're so full of it. There there's nothing that they've done in four years. I'll, I'll give him this. I do like some of the stuff that they did with, you know, helping repeat offenders out that, you know, they, you know, repay. That's good. Um, Yes. I like exploring the moon. That's good. You know, although they, they talk out of both sides of their mouth on that because they cut funds to NASA, especially when we want to look at climate change. So they're kind of talking out of both sides. But the thing that I maintain that he's done the best and it really helped us out doing our job is that he was so transparent and so available. I mean, I remember back in the day when you you would uh, go to a, uh, you know, the president leaving the West wing and walking to the helicopter, he didn't hold court there for 15 or 20 minutes. He waved and went. And he has been accessible to the press. And I I think if uh, Biden really wants to talk about the, the, um, unity that he's talking about, he's going to have to make himself available more to do that. Um, that's where he, he, you know, I think there's going to be the, the tail of the tape because to unify the U S you're going to have to listen to that other side as nutty as they are. And so that's, you know, or as nutty as we think they are. So, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Well, time to pay the bills, folks, and this one I, I don't mind doing. If, <laughs> actually, I've actually used this. If this 2020 holiday season feels like it's been a long time, come and make it worth the wait with Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks makes the perfect gift for family and friends or to treat yourself. All shipped directly to your door. They offer everything you need to bring families together for a delicious holiday feast. Okay, or maybe not, maybe just a delicious festival. Uh, their deluxe grillers assortment package includes a variety of entrees, sides, and desserts. Right now, you can get this mouth-watering package. I've never actually seen a mouth-water. Well, well, anyway, plus four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. And we all need a good meat thermometer. And exclusive price only available to uh, our listeners. So go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code QUESTION into the search bar. Get a jump on gift shopping with Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks isn't just a steak, it's actually a a lot of them. It's a fantastic gift and a safe way to share the joy of the season with Omaha Steaks, guaranteed quality and safety with every order. (laughs) Order the Deluxe Grillers Assortment Package today and you'll receive four free Omaha Steak Burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. That's just a great straight line I won't use. When you go to omahasteaks.com and type question in the search bar, that's omahasteaks.com and type question. And If you need to spell it as Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N in the search bar and you'll shop for the best gourmet gifts of the season. I, I like a good raw steak so uh, enjoy it. It is a lot of fun. Hi and we're back. It's Just Ask the Question. I am your host Brian Carman With us today is Congressman Eric Swalwell and it's a pleasure to have him back on the show. and We're talking about the inauguration and uh, President-elect Joe Biden and what we face in the next two months before Biden takes office. And I guess, uh, Eric, I guess the question that is foremost on my mind is um, you you think Trump will show up to the inauguration?
1: No, no, absolutely not. Do you want him there? I don't want him (laughs) there. (laughs) You know,
0: I talked to a member of his staff and I said, is he ever going to do the right thing? And he says you think you have to remember brian is during the inauguration there is some good attention there for the outgoing president so he gets some good face time he might show up so they're basing him doing the right thing on the fact that he might get some tv time and, and
1: yeah um but he's also going to hear from even with a COVID restricted uh crowd i, I think yeah. he's going to hear how america really feels about him i he should. The honorable thing to do is, is to show up. But I, I think we know who this guy is and uh, there's, there's no way. Uh, well, the,
0: you know, Vegas, <laughs> Vegas betting right now is even money that he goes to Mar-a-Lago for Christmas and never comes back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's right. Yeah, that's, and I think the, the last time I got him in the uh, briefing room was like, okay, I guess it was the Thursday after. So two days after the election, and I, I asked him if he was delusional, and um, I think that's the last time we'll and we'll ever see him in the briefing room, and then the last time we saw him in the Rose Garden, I I told him, he, I, I don't know if anybody had ever told him he'd lost, so I told him he lost, and I asked him when he was going to admit that he had lost, and, and uh, he got upset and didn't answer that one, but I think they hide things from him, too. I think they let him live in his own private little world,
1: but yeah, and if you speak up, then you're Program.
0: Yeah, he tried that with me, didn't work, but yes, <laughs> he, he yeah. can do it to his staff. <laughs> so let's talk about going forward. Um, there is legislation to try and limit the president from doing some of this stuff in the future. Can Congress, do you think that, that Congress, Senate, and and the House could work together across the aisle with President-elect
1: Biden? Yeah, and we we have we have to, especially on the virus. Um, you know, this virus uh, is killing us. Uh, you know, it literally, hey. is a is a body. Again, if you don't look at the nine percent infection rate in the Senate and the five percent infection rate in the House, uh, you are you missing it. This this thing is all around us, uh, and the people we represent—they're in hospital beds, uh, they're out of work, they're in quarantine. I mean, this virus is getting worse uh, by the day. And so it, it should be a bipartisan initiative to shut down the virus and uh, seek to uh, reopen our schools uh, for our kids and you know, our main streets and our factories uh, and you know, our churches and the places where we congregate. And right now this president just doesn't have a plan. So you know, right now we're, we're kind of in this period where we need to get to vaccine day. Uh, so you know, hopefully that's just a couple months Uh, But that means doing all we can, you know, as a country, you know, to uh, invest in the testing, tracing and treating uh, to just get to vaccine day. And I hope that with vaccine day, you know, in sight that people can see that wearing a mask and distancing is is worth it because we're going to get out of this hell. Once we get to vaccine day, we have to recognize that a vaccine and a vaccination are not the same thing, Uh, that we can have a vaccine. But if people don't take the vaccine, if they don't get vaccinated or they don't have access to it uh, or they don't have trust in it, that's a real, you know, that that Delta could also kill us. So, um, you know, distributing the vaccine, that's going to be, you know, the, the real test of the Biden administration and this next Congress. Can we work together to fund, you know, a whole of government, whole of community, whole of in- industry uh, vaccination uh, program so that Americans, you know, are inoculated against this? Do you, th- well, <laughs> how in the hell
0: do you deal with people? I mean, I've known them who've who've gotten sick and still claim that it's a hoax. And I've been in the White House and I've been to one of those super spreader events. I, I think the surge right now has a lot to do with those rallies that the president had. I, I think you're going to find in the end, that's a source for a lot of it, Um, it which bothers me. But how, how do you deal with people? And I'm sure you've had people come to you and go, ah, it's just baloney. It's it's I had someone say it's nothing worse than the snots and I'm.
1: <laughs> you know. It, it really. To, to me, Brian, um, you know, this will be the first Thanksgiving where uh, my wife and I do not spend it uh, with any other family. Uh, we'll, we'll be together with our two kids uh, in our black lab and it sucks. Dog. Have, yeah. Yeah yeah we have, we have family members who it could be their thought their last thanksgiving um, but if we're there we could really increase the chance that it's their last thanksgiving um, that's just how we see it uh, even though we're responsible we know that this virus um, we still don't know enough about you know how it spreads and and what environments uh, it spreads in and and so you know just trying to one lead by example whether it's not having a family Thanksgiving or getting the vaccine as soon as it's available to demonstrate public you know, confidence uh, in it. But I, I think leading by example you know, is, is one way uh, to do this. Uh, but two, I, I, I was heartened to see that you know, the studies show that masking not only protects others from you, but it protects you from others. others. And if that was what was keeping people from wearing it before, uh, hopefully now uh, you know you can do it yep yep that's, that's exactly right. uh, you just put your press uh, <laughs> mask on and um,
0: I wear it everywhere I, I don't go I and it it, it bothers me you know I, I joke but it bothers me to walk into a White House when people are supposed to be responsible and no one no one no one but the reporters in the White
1: House are wearing a mask and As you're mocking I, for it too right yeah if, and if a am for it, it yeah you if you just yeah, it'd be one thing if you just uh, wore it and they didn't, that'd be unfortunate. But to be mocked for it, I mean, that is that is a a whole different place. And, that and, we've gone.
0: and yeah, and to hear people go, well, you're taking away my freedom. And uh, my response was, well, let me ask you a question. Do you wear underwear? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're wearing pants. <laughs> you're, you're, you got a shirt on. And and then I go to the uh, the Dave Chappelle joke. You know, you'll you'll wear your mask to a Klan rally. Why won't you wear it to a Walmart?
1: <laughs> well, it, I also think it's interesting that the same people, the same people who say it, it's all about freedom and don't take away my freedom, have no problem going into every doctor's office in America and, and telling you know a woman what she has to do uh, with her own body. Right. Amen. So it's a Very interesting perspective that you know, they, they see it that way.
0: Well, what do you think we've learned? That's, uh, that's very interesting and brings me to this question. What do you think we've learned
1: from four years of Donald Trump? Yeah, that he is, he has pressed all the grievance buttons um, and and the grievances he didn't cause the grievances, but, you know, being disconnected from opportunity and the economy and seeing, you know, the country change, uh, you know, as far as, you know, I think for the better because of, you know, immigration to our country. But, you know, for people who've felt grievances over the economy or immigration, you know, he's just pressed those buttons and 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 he's activated um, those emotions in a way that it's divided us. Uh, it really has divided us. And 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 instead of re- reacting to people being disconnected from opportunity and, and trying to have an economy that works for everyone or people feeling like immigrants were coming here and, and taking their jobs and saying, well, actually, in most cases, they create jobs, but let's find a way for all of us to have jobs. He just panders to grievances and where he sees discord, he divides even further. He's He's never tried to Pull us together, together right? whether it's a hurricane, racial justice, or as you pointed out, the mask. I mean, the guy politicized wearing a mask and he politicized everything for four yeah. years.
0: Everything. Yeah. And yeah. and and always to divide. <clears throat> and <clears throat> so, but my question then has to become if we really want unity it has to be, I may disagree with what you say, excuse me, but we'll defend to death your right to say it, which means you're gonna have to listen to the other side, which we haven't done.
1: Yeah, and that's why my hope, Ryan, is that once he's gone, that there is a true reset. And my pledge is that I'm going right back to my Republican friends who I worked with before Donald Trump, you know, when when he got elected, I went from being collaborator in the house to investigator and, you know, had to uh, you know, go back to my da- days as being a prosecutor, you know, to try and stop his corruption and, and it gave me no pleasure and I didn't enjoy doing that. I felt like I and my colleagues had to do that, but my default, my instinct, the reason I signed up to do this job was to, you know, work with my colleagues, grew up in a Republican household, married a girl from Indiana who grew up with the Pence's. Like, my default is to try and find, you know, collaboration. So I'm going to go back and try and do that. I'm not going to treat them the way that they, you know, treated us. And hopefully they engage, and we can come out of this, because the country wants us to come out of this. But Brian, you look at the numbers, Joe Biden, yes, under Donald Trump's measurement, he won by a historic landslide. Um, But, you know, in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, um, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, especially, I mean, you're, you're talking about, you know, a 20, 30,000 vote margins in those states. In Georgia, it was 12,000. The House majority is going to be um, you know, probably seven or eight uh, plus seats for the Democrats in the Senate. It's gonna hang on this Georgia race. So you know, the country wants us, uh, I think, to, to heal these divisions. We'd be well served to try and find ways uh, to work together. And I think COVID is the best challenge because it affects all of us. And if we can beat this virus in 2021, that's the only resolution anyone should have for New Year's is to not have this virus when the clock hits midnight going into 2022. That should be everyone's resolution. And I
0: think, <clears throat> excuse me,
1: I swallowed the wrong thing. I think
0: you're gonna be able to judge the unity based on whether or not we're wearing masks. If he can get people to wear masks, that'll be a, a, a step forward that we haven't had. Just bringing people together for that. but. I say to the people on the left and the people on the far right, you, like I, I mean, I married the farmer's daughter from Missouri. So she, you know, there are members of her family who won't wear masks and they firmly believe it's a hoax and uh, having to talk to them is always pleasant. But I mean, I love them. But how do you, I I mean, I guess you're going to approach the other side of the aisle I wonder, do you have hope that it can happen, that we can actually sit down and, and, and work out differences? Or are we going to have what, you know, Newt Gingrich started this, the, the zero-sum game in politics. I win, you lose, I get to run it all over you. And the, and the Republicans have been all about that since then. And the Democrats have tried on occasion to work with the Republicans and sometimes have, but more often than not, it's been very divided do you think it's the pandemic that will bring people together or do you think that biden can effectively change the
1: the the uh the politics in washington his default is to try and change the politics this is a guy who has relationships across the aisle he took hits during the debates for his relationships across uh the aisle he he's been mocked for saying that he could you know, work with Mitch McConnell, but I think the way he's wired is how can I find consensus? And I, I think most Americans today would say, I want a president who at least wants to try and do that rather than having one like right now where, you know, it's never, how do I collaborate? It's always how, how do I deconstruct that? That's Donald Trump's uh, default. So you have to try, Brian. I, I think you have to try. I agree. And if it doesn't work, you know, we, we got to be ready to use, you know, the majority, um, but I, I really think he, you have to try and the that the American people want us to beat this virus like that overwhelmingly. That is the top priority. Yeah, it'd be nice if people stopped dying and stopped
0: getting you know really sick. And we could actually instead of doing this by Zoom, you know, my shtick when I started doing this is I like doing it face to face just to have a conversation with someone. And it's hard to do that these days. I don't feel comfortable in a in a group of more than six or seven people. And I play in a rock band, <laughs> so it's, you know. So that's not good for business.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think most kids, most parents uh, we want our kids back in school. You know, yeah, right. we we want it. them out of the house for oh, a maybe. while. We love you, but be gone. <laughs> yeah, the, the only vocational training they're getting, they're all going to be bartenders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Conducted by Zoom.
0: <laughs> yeah. So before we go to the second break, let's go through just what. Where do you see, if if you were, had your crystal ball, first hundred days of the Biden administration, what do you see happening? Uh,
1: So relief and recovery. So relief is the direct support for businesses and individuals on either uh, paycheck protection plan, unemployment uh, insurance, uh, you know, paychecks to families uh, who need it uh, the most. Uh, Of course, deductions for sanitizing your workplace, retaining uh, your employees, and then investing in the testing, tracing, and treating. That's relief. Recovery is not necessarily the direct capital for businesses and individuals. Recovery uh, is what can you build and who can you put to work to build it? And I see infrastructure opportunities on surface and rail, uh, but also broadband. And, you know, you and I are Zooming right now, but there's a lot of people who are disconnected from Zoom, uh, whether it's for a classroom or working from home. And so having, you know, nationwide broadband, uh, you know, connecting the disconnected, that's a jobs plan uh, as well. Uh, And also greening the grid, you know, seeing this as an opportunity to invest in in climate solutions uh, that create jobs. So relief, I think that's like first 100 hours, recovery, first 100 days. That's kind of how I'm I'm looking at it uh, from the Hill perspective. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's literally the first 100 hours, uh, but we did move pretty fast uh, back in 2009 when President Obama came in and you know, uh, many of the relief programs for the great recession were put in place, you know, within just a couple of weeks uh, of the new administration. So I, I think well, we want to move at that speed. Uh, if we can't get a deal with the president uh, right now, well, that's, you know, you, you
0: talk about the, um, uh, broadband. Let's talk about that one, right before we go to break. Um, I, one of the things I do every year is uh, judge newspaper contests. And this year I've got the Iowa newspaper foundation contest that I'm judging. And so one of their, um, one of their categories is COVID coverage and one of the things that I noticed in some of these smaller papers they did uh, polls of parents and and about kids going to school and one of the things that is overwhelmingly and I can even call this up here it's more than 50 percent said they preferred a learning plan that had students in the classroom because less than half of those who responded said they had decent internet re- reliability at home. So it's not when the president paints the picture that you know people people know that it's a hoax and they want their kids to go to school. The real yeah. issue is they don't have the ability to have their children do remote. And of course, we all want our kids in school, but nonetheless, it, it seems to be more of a very uh, pr- uh, uh, pragmatic reason why they don't want their kids taking uh, classes at home because they can't.
1: Uh- that. Brian, uh, I grew up in Iowa and um, spent a lot of time in Iowa running for president. And, and you're right; there are a lot of communities there, rural communities, uh, that are disconnected. And I mean, places where you you know you have to drive 30 to uh, 60 minutes just to get to school. Yeah, and that that's a, a reality. And and that's why the sooner you know we all wear masks and distance ourselves, treat each other kindly you know, the sooner that our schools can open up safely. By the way, the HEROES Act, which we passed in the House, uh, has uh, millions, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to invest in safe spaces uh, for schools so that kids can, uh, you know, be connected, but also uh, be safe. So, you know, I, I, I'm glad you're doing that. Uh, one of my, my favorite, uh, my favorite reporter in Iowa is Art Cullen. I don't know if you know Art. Uh, actually, I'm judging something that he entered. Warm <laughs> Lake Times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used to, he covered my dad when my dad was a, a police officer uh, in Iowa. Um, but he grew uh, up in Iowa. Uh, I was in Algona. Oh yeah. wow! And Art worked for the Algona Times at the time. Now he's the publisher of the uh, Storm Lake Times. But uh, yeah, it. it, it but I, he he does really good uh, rural uh, issue reporting. Um, and well, you know, I got to tell you, I, I looked at the you know how the vote
0: came out in Iowa. And of course, it was overwhelmingly for Trump. But you look at the coverage of uh, these newspapers, these community newspapers, there's very little political stuff bent to the simple coverage that they're doing about uh, Corona. And they're, they're all talking about, you know, social distancing, masking, man, whatever else this Congress does, I sure hope we support community journalism because man... Mm-hmm. That's that's bread and butter for everybody for the fourth estate. And there's so many newspapers that are closing, but the best
1: way to do that is is when uh, we run, you know, public messaging around COVID is is to invest in local stations and local print uh, journalism to put the ads in those publications. And I wouldn't be adverse to, you know, like uh, tax breaks for those small businesses.
0: I was a delivery boy at age 10. That was my first job. That was my first job. I was a yeah, I was a, for the Jefferson Reporter in Louisville, Kentucky. I, I walked around and delivered the weekly newspaper and I was so happy to make, you know, like 10 bucks.
1: It was a pain <laughs> the ass to collect, right? Because you right. had to go there knock were, on every door. Yeah. And there were and people who were never wanted home. to pay. Yeah. And they were home, and you knew they were home, and you're like, just answer the door. Like, I only it. want two bucks. Yeah, I, I remember saying, and, and so,
0: I, and there, funny story there, uh, my uh, route supervisor said, okay, they don't want to pay, just dump all the extra papers on there. <laughs> so there's one way to get you to pay. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back and wrap up. Steaks makes the perfect gift for family and friends, or to treat yourself. All shipped directly to your door. They offer everything you need to bring families together for a delicious holiday feast. When you go to OmahaSteaks.com and type question in the search bar, that's OmahaSteaks.com and type question. And if you need to spell it as Q U E S T I O N in the search bar, and you'll shop for the best gourmet gifts of the season. I, I, I like a good raw steak, so uh, enjoy it. It is a lot of fun. Hi, and we're back. It is Just Asked the Question. I am your host, Brian Carman With us still is Congressman Eric Swalwell. And I guess, Eric, will wrap up with a couple of quick things. But um, <clears throat> what, what's your hope for the next four years? You think that we'll move in a better direction or do you think we're going to have trouble because of Trump? Do we put him quickly in our rearview mirror or is it going to be problematic for the next four years for yeah. President Biden? Unite
1: unite at home, reconnect with the world and learn from this experience. And learn from this experience to me means it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you retaliate and you throw everyone in jail who uh, you know broke the law. Look, that's a job for independent prosecutors. But as legislators, I, I do think we have to look at what the president exposed uh, and how he did it and how we can make sure that no you know, competent, corrupt leader could come forward and do more damage. And if we do nothing, uh, I'm, I fear that someone would learn the, the, would learn the wrong lesson from this uh, and, in short order, uh, take us back uh, to even a worse place. Uh, but when I say reconnect in the world, uh, you know, that means a global redemption tour, essentially, assuring our allies that we're still uh, with them from NATO to South Korea, to Australia, all places that have been Uh, you know, insulted uh, by the president and alienated by the administration. So joining, you know, the World Health Organization, joining the Paris Climate Accord, uh, you know, working together to take on China uh, and their intellectual practice, uh, intellectual property theft and steel manipulation and uh, currency manipulation. And then finally, Brian, uniting at home to me, as I said, nothing is more uniting uh, than uh, all of us coming out of this hell of COVID together, right? If we can uh, truly, you know, put our shoulder to the Mm -hmm. wheel and distribute this vaccine. And at the end of, you know, 21 say that, you know we've distributed it in a way uh, that, you know we're out of this. I I think that's uniting. You know, we united after World War II when we took on, uh, you know, the Nazis uh, and what they were doing uh, in Western Europe and and defeated, uh, you know, Japan. You know, we defeated, uh, you know, countries that would have altered the course of the world Uh, And it united our country. It created a generation called The Greatest Generation. And I think right now, you know, we have a a reset opportunity uh, to save ourselves and save the world uh, and learn from this.
0: Do you think that, um, and you'll know better than I, do you think your friends on the other side of the aisle will come out publicly before the inauguration and make this an easier transition?
1: They have to, uh, again, they'll be the last ones to right? Because everyone else has, but, um, you know, I, I've seen, and I've seen, Brian, you know, again, I've seen individual cases, but you've not seen widespread uh, acknowledgement and that's what it's going to take. And it, it's, the country's better off if they do that now uh, rather than doing it the day after Donald Trump is out of office. So I all I can do is to keep, Working with them and, and asking them to do that, and, and hoping that uh, you know goodness prevails. Did you see any movement? I think I've asked that before, but I'll ask it again. You see any yeah. movement? Not not much, but we're not we're not helpless. Uh, they listen to you. They listen to your viewers, and they, you know, they, stay on them. But you know, don't don't worry about
0: that. But but they do know, right? I mean, it's not like they're like they're out that like they're out of the loop and they don't get it. They understand that he's lost,
1: right? Yes, they understand that he's lost, but they also recognize that acknowledging that um, offends him and offends his base. And again, I I don't know if they have, you know, the uh, the temerity to stand up to his base right now. Yeah, I don't think they do. But my God, that's so childish. And and finally,
0: do you th- do you favor prosecution for any of the members of the uh, current administration? And do you think we should spend time on it?
1: If they broke the law, yes, I don't think we can sweep this under the rug, uh, but it, it's not for me to say, I don't want to be anywhere near that. And I don't want anyone related to politics, you know, near that. Uh, and I want to see the Department of Justice, you know, depoliticized. Um So uh, they, they certainly should not be immune. Yeah. Well, that's how I guess
0: going forward, one of the things that I, uh, I guess the last thing we'll hit on before I ask you the fun question, the DOJ it has been politicized to the point where it's Donald Trump's private attorney. How do you fix that?
1: Bill Barr has has been acting as Donald Trump's uh, fixer. He's essentially Michael Cohen with a lot more power and resources, right? Uh, I mean, Michael Cohen would have loved, uh, you know, when he was doing the fixing for Donald Trump to have the resources uh, that Donald Trump has. Um, I'm sorry, that Bill Barr has. And so, That, that has to be, uh, that has to be looked at. And again, the worst thing we could do is to just retaliate for retaliation's sake, the best thing we could do would be to have an independent Department of Justice that looks at, you know, what, what happened, who should be responsible and make, you know, case by case decisions uh, only based on, you know, the law uh, and the evidence. So the last question I'll ask you, and I, I
0: see that you are looking to leave. You got a votes You got votes, uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh... Okay. Here's my last question for you, then. If uh, we end the lockdown, the vaccine is out, life returns back to normal, what are you going to do on your first
1: weekend? And don't say go to Disney World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think with a three-year-old and a two-year-old, I actually can say uh, go to – I'm a Californian, so it is Disneyland. Yeah, uh, yeah
0: that's but right no, not I, disney so world I'm gonna, disneyland
1: <laughs> brian uh i'm gonna take my kids to see the minions movie that got delayed ah <laughs> we're a minions household uh we watch i'm tired of watching you know the same three minions movies so uh, there's a new one that didn't get uh didn't get released so i want to just go to a theater have a big bucket of popcorn and sit there with my kids and maybe hell watch it twice there there you go well listen
0: Eric, thanks for uh, I love having you on the show. It's great to talk to you. It's uh, and, and I know you've got a vote, so I'll let you go. the The name of the show is Just Ask the Question. I am your host Brian karim Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.